stuff out, and I'll be right back. Cheers. <laughs> Listen to some Peter Gabriel. You are. figured out here again welcome to racers alley here at uh ed radio in the heart of the mission and boy oh boy uh, i'm running solo tonight you know getting in the winter seasons now and uh chances are we won't be here as often uh it seems lately we've been making uh maybe a t two times a month but uh i'm going to be working a little bit more on the program i've noticed that a lot of folks are doing these podcast things nowadays so uh i gotta step it up a little and uh try and uh you know make it a little bit more interesting for your listeners out there um it's kind of hard you know with the covid nothing's going on and uh you know you can only sit there and watch so many you know 
programs on TV. You really can't go out that type of thing. I uh, don't really have a video game thing yet, but uh, thinking about getting it might as well. You know, it's addictive like heroin. So uh, last thing I need is to play racing games 24 hours, right? But uh, we'll see about that. Anyhow, um, tonight, let's see here. Um, the Cane Road Races just happened uh, down there in Mexico. And uh, I think of the Sinaloa, Sinaloa Territory. I got to figure that out. Um, anyhow, uh, that being said, um, we're going to have uh, Pepe Gomez call in and uh, let us know about uh, how the race went and uh, more importantly, uh, you know, uh, how everyone fared and uh, how the weather was, all that good stuff. And uh, I'm looking forward to going out there next year. So uh, it'll be very, very nice to hear exactly uh, how everything uh, uh came along anyhow uh that being said uh angela uh has been here before she's uh runs with the curve unit folks and um yeah uh she just got back out again she got uh hurt uh one of uh, her uh, previous bike at uh, serious point had a, a braking issue so she was able to uh recover from that and uh, got herself like a trooper a r6 yar yar and um very very uh, curious to hear uh how she uh, fared and of course uh how, how um the uh, track days are gone, and uh, so uh, we'll hear from her. Uh, otherwise, uh, I still hear music in the background, so what I'm going to do is hunt down that phantom noise. I've run across it before here. Um, and then uh, let's play a little more Peter Gabriel. Thank you for uh, listening here at a Mutiny Radio here in the heart of the mission. And uh, Racer's Alley's going on. I'm here alone. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just bear with me while I try and figure stuff out. Yar, yar. <laughs> so uh, let's listen some uh, more Peter Gabriel because uh, that's all I got. Climbing up on South I should cut I was 
are. Okay, I think I figured out where that background music was. Once you start hitting everything with a hammer, something definitely changes. So uh, it's always a good thing. I used to uh, have one for my motorcycle and got one for plumbing. So now I have one for the studio here. So uh, when in doubt, always have a hammer and uh, definitely start whacking things. Anyhow, uh, welcome here to uh, Racer's Alley here at Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. Oh, oh boy, oh boy. Okay, so yeah, I mentioned earlier, uh, we're going to get a call from uh, Pepe Gomez from the Kane Road Races down there in uh, Mexico, and it's really, really cool. Um, boy, I was looking at the lap times. They are similar. Uh, they're like 44, 45 minutes out there. Uh, I think the fast guy was around 37. Uh, wonderful turns, wonderful mountainous course. So uh, like I said, uh, I'm really looking forward to going out there uh, and running the Kane Road Races next year. Uh, so I'm very, uh, very curious to uh, hear about, uh, you know, the particulars. So that'll be really neat. And I mentioned earlier, uh, Angela, with uh, who runs with the Curb Unit. Uh, she's been on our show before with the Curb Unit ladies. And um, yeah, uh, she just uh, started going out in the track days again. Uh, she had a little uh, mishap with her R3, I believe, on the last track day. And now she's back and running. And uh, on even better R6. So that'll be very, very cool to hear about the track days as well as uh, how that bike performs, uh, especially if coming on from a different one. So that's, uh, that's very, very cool. Uh, also, uh, let's see here. Well, you know, um, support your shops. Uh, we're going into kind of another weird uh, slowdown here with the COVID such. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, you know, a lot of my friends in the bartending uh, restaurant and uh, in general motorcycle industry are having really, really hard times. Uh, a lot of restaurants have closed. A lot of my friends in the bar industry are uh, still out of work. Even if the open half open, it's very, very difficult. So uh, try and support uh, all the independent businesses out there. And especially, you know, if you need parts, you need anything, uh, go to your shop. You know, don't order your tires online, you know, uh, <laughs> if you don't, if you can, you know, give the extra 20 bucks to the shop. Otherwise, I'll give you a mean look, which is probably why I'm laid off. Anyways, uh, yeah, that being said, uh, support your local shops. Christmas is coming. Uh, not only shops, bookstores, you know, places that sell anything like uh, cooking, any anything you need, you know, try not to go to Amazon and those those. Uh, uh, you know, computer places, because uh, in general, you're not helping anyone out, in my opinion, you're saving some bucks, whatever. Um, I don't think that way. I, I think about the people working out there. So uh, try and try and support your local shops. That'd be really, really cool. Like I said, uh, Tokyo Motor right now, they're open, I think, uh, Tuesday through Friday between nine and three right now. Um, of course, the holidays are coming up. It's going to be a lot tougher on everyone. Uh, I know our boys are Rich at Cycle Toe and Chris at CC Rider Toe. They're out there saving people all the time. So, uh, you know, if you ever need a toe, uh, these guys are the best. Cycle Toe, Rich over in the East Bay, 510-644-BIKE. Uh, Rich, he's been there forever, uh, saving lots of people. And uh, Chris here at CC Rider Toe, uh, he's helped me out quite a bit, 415-334-TOWS. Uh, so if uh, you get stuck or just need a bike moved, uh, call Rich or Chris, uh, Chris at CC Rider Toe and Rich uh, over at Cycle Toe. They'll definitely help you out. Uh, oh boy, you know, if you still want to get out there and learn how to ride, uh, Evan is still running Mo Monkey Moto School. And uh, so uh, it's a nice way to get out. You don't have to be near anyone for the COVID stuff and uh, learn how to ride a motorcycle. He still uh, has uh, independent classes. You can go out there. You can run around. Lately, I think he's even been doing Gymkhana. I don't know if that's because he's finding people or he's making his own courses. But uh, it'd be nice to have him back on the show and um, figure out what's going on with that. You know, very, very cool. So um, hmm. let's see here. 
let me take a short break uh see if wade's coming in and uh, i guess from there uh, i think we have a call coming in it's about 15 minutes uh, where would that be 6 30 and uh let's see go from there all right <laughs> so uh welcome to racers alley here at mutiny radio in the heart of the mission and uh let's uh, put on some more tunes and uh, see if that works <laughs> Thank you. 
non-self-defense is all you need It's getting hard to believe It's getting so hard to believe To believe in anything a subtle flavor in the air Is it hard to believe Hard to believe in anything at all But fear some old uh, Peter Gabriel there. Uh, usually when Milk Crate isn't here, I'm kind of forced to, you know, uh, I guess, um, hmm, find what we have in the studio. So uh, our pickings are kind of funny. Um, so, yeah, I, at least I recognize this one. Uh, that being said, uh, hmm, let's see if we can find some Santana for the next one, but i got to figure out how to make this thing work. So good luck with that. 
anyhow, I was just thinking, um, crashing. You know, it's been a, it's everyone crashes, especially on motorcycles, uh, bicycles, skateboards. Uh, I've done a lot in cars and trucks. But anyhow, that being said, uh, I was just trying to think, you know, when the last time, uh, you know, as far as, uh, you know, uh, a track day crash, you know, uh, I've always been lucky in a sense, uh, I guess, as far as track days and racing. I've, I've, I've not really had too many get-offs. Uh, usually uh, my encounters happen to do with cars and streets and a uh, little bit of a over-exuberance in the back roads, such as mines. Uh, so, yeah, I've had my get-offs here and there. I mean, uh, due to unsafe speeds and gravel, you know, or cars pulling out, uh, inopportune moments, that type of thing. I've been luckier than most, thank God, because we've lost a lot of people uh, on the street, uh, more so than the track. But uh, that being said, yeah, I mean, as far as tracks go, uh, gotta thank the turn workers again. You know, without them, they wouldn't. Uh, they would. They're the ones who actually make sure everything's out of the way. You know, uh, there's no gravel, there's no hindrance. You know, uh, you have runoff. You don't have any obstacles here, or there. Every now and then you have a hill or a mountain, but that's your own fault if you're hitting them. But uh, anyhow, that being said, uh, turn workers really make it safe and. Uh, you know, uh, we got to give them credit. We got to, you know, uh, whenever we can, you know, uh, give them thanks. You know, it's very, very important because without them, we wouldn't have a race. Uh, and that being mentioned, that being said, you know, um, I was uh, talking to Pedro uh, about the uh, San Pedro Montiel Hill Climb and the uh, International Tourist Cup down there in Baja. And uh, they will have, uh, you know, turn workers and marshals uh, and, uh, you know, uh, people out there being safety uh, folks. So that's very, very important when it comes to racing. You know, you got to thank those folks. Anyhow, yeah. So that being said, you know, you got to thank your turn workers. And, uh, you know, as far as crashing goes, uh, always just try and do your best to keep a lookout and uh, especially watch them cars. But uh, let's see here. We should probably give you getting a phone call in about uh, five minutes. And uh, what I'm going to do is, again, I'm going to leave you to the CD player and uh, figure out exactly how to answer this phone on my own. Uh, I kind of need three hands uh, and uh, be able to do it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that being said, I'll be back shortly. I'll figure out how to answer the phone. I'll leave you again with uh, Peter Gabriel. Uh, let's see kind of a humdrum let's see if we like that one go from there i really got to bring my own albums or something but uh all right bear with me cheers <laughs> welcome back to uh racers alley here at mutiny radio in the heart of the mission yar JFK. he took your ticket yesterday in the humdrum in the humdrum i ride tandem the random things don't run the way I planned them in the humdrum in the humdrum hey Valentina you want me to bake you got me cooking I'm a hard boy day in the humdrum in the humdrum empty my mind Find it hard to cope. There's under my heart, don't need no stethoscope.
Right on, right on. Welcome back to uh, Racer's Alley here at Meet Radio in the heart of the mission. Well, let's see here. Uh, you know, I've been uh, looking out there on the face of my book the uh, last couple of, you know, as always. And uh, what's been really cool is, uh, well, uh, Clay's been on our, our show before. He does firstrides.org. And even through all these fires and stuff, he's still been out there and people have still been donating bikes and gear. I'd like to have him back on the show again in the future, but uh, it's really, really nice that uh, even through all these hard times, you know, he's out there, the the folks out there who volunteer are out there, um, you know, uh, teaching kids how to ride motorcycles who normally wouldn't have a chance to do so. So um, it's really, really cool. You can find him on firstrides.org. Uh, he's always looking for, uh, if you got any children's, uh, you know, or kids up to teenager uh, uh, motocross gear, and uh, if you got a bike sitting around doing nothing, he's always looking for donations because obviously, you know, the more bikes uh, he can get, uh, more kids can uh, learn. And, uh, you know, as, as we all know, if you ride motorcycles, it's definitely a life-changing thing, and uh, I think it's uh, for the better, you know, uh, in, in many, many ways. Uh, so that being said, uh, Clay, uh, it's awesome that you're out there with firstrides.org uh, still doing your job and making people happy in these hard, hard times, you know. And, um, boy, talking about that, I've always always wanted to uh, have a tour business, but, uh, you know, I've always wanted to be a racer, too, and those things, you know, you kind of try and do what you can but uh, it's very very cool to see that uh, I have friends doing it uh, Jen and Safe were here uh, boy probably three months ago or something at least uh, at least actually uh, with Native Motive Adventures and uh, they're out there still doing stuff I see here and there on the uh, Intima webs uh, fun track days are still out there August Weber uh, I think they just had their last November date so we'll find out from them soon what's going on as far as track days uh, as far as that, uh, Moto Bird Adventures, uh, i got to talk to Carrie, see what's going on. Um, again, you know, with the COVID and all that, uh, everything's just kind of weird, and uh, people are just doing their own uh, things solo. So, you know, uh, track days, they're still out there. I see them all the time. Uh, hopefully, uh, I'll get some, I guess, uh, what you call 
2021 updates and we can see what's going on for next year. I do have a AFM track days. I think they just released their um, their 2021 schedule, I guess. And uh, so that's the AFM here, uh, which I've been a part of on and off over the years. Uh, I'll be uh, hopefully next year, be back there. So anyways, the 2021 race schedule, they're going to be uh, over there, AFM, they're going to be at Button Willow on March 20th and 21st. So that's very, very cool. Uh, again, uh, in April, Button Willow, April 24th and 25th. And then they're going to switch over to Thunder Hill for May 22nd and 23rd. And Thunder Hill again in June 26th and 27th. And, uh, whoa, three in a row, uh, four in a row, actually. So that's that's nice to actually have a one track to go to uh, for, for many races because you're just going to get faster and faster. So uh, June 26th, June 27th, September 11th and 12th, October 9th and 10th. Uh, so uh, all Thunder Hill Raceway. And then they're back at, uh, I guess, a new track, which I'll have to ask Barbara about, maybe have her call in. And uh, I guess it's a new track over at Button Willow Raceway. Um, so that's an AFM uh, 2021 schedule. Uh, I'm definitely going to, you know, try and make them all this year and uh, have a backup bike. So at least I'll finish a race or at least get out there. So that'll be very, very cool. So, yeah, that being said, um, let's see. I haven't got the armor one. Uh, there's a track day that I just saw in the face of my books. Track experience 2021. Um John uh, B. Huggins uh, actually posted this out, and uh, we're going to have an actual uh, call from uh, one of the boys who uh, who works with those. Uh, give us a holler soon. Uh, anyhow, uh, that being said, uh, Track Experience 2021, uh, they're going to be at Spring Mountain Motorsports Ranch, March 27th, 28th. I had to look that up. That's over in Pahrump, Pahrump, Nevada. So uh, that's where those boys are. But uh, what uh, I was interested in when I saw caught my eye was uh, they were at Streets of Willow on uh, 24th and 25th of April. And then they're back in the Spring Motors Mountain Motorsports Ranch. That's a mouthful. On May 15th and 16th. And then I've always uh, read about Chuck Wall. I got to get a hold of those folks and let, uh, you know, uh, see someone who's run out there and uh, let me know how that uh, that raceway is. But I always see pictures of my, uh, my uh, Facebook pals out there. So they'll be at Chuck Wall Raceway on June 5th and 6th. And then again at Spring Mountain Motorsports Ranch on August 14th, 15th. But again, uh, Streets of Willow, I always love. They'll be there at summer 25th and 26th. And even cooler, the uh, Big Willow, 2.5 mile, um, I believe, uh, over on October 9th. Just kind of near my birthday. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Track Experience 2021. Again, uh, Spring Mountain Motorsports Ranch on October 23rd and 24th, and again at Chuckwalla on November 27th, 28th. So it's nice to see these organizations uh, setting up dates for next year and uh, getting all that out there so we have something to look forward to, prepare for, and, uh, you know, uh, yeah, uh, at least, uh, you know, life will get back to normal in the days of racing. Uh, so, yeah, very, very cool. That being said, uh, here at Mutiny Radio, we can always use your help. Um, Boy, you know, Pam does everything here to uh, keep this place going. Again, the COVID, we barely have any people, uh, you know, here uh, anymore. Um, she's still doing her shows. And she's also expanded, you know, um, she's a comedian. So uh, she's actually, with everything being so sad everywhere, she's gone out and started to actually... Uh, bring Mutiny Radio to other folks. So that being said, uh, she's actually uh, running a troupe now of uh, comedians. And uh, I think, uh, let's see. Well, tomorrow she'll be here at uh, Outdoor Comedy at 7. Uh, that's been very popular here, especially when people were uh, stuck indoors. You can sit outside and uh, sit in front of Mutiny. Uh, 
have a chair, bring a chair, and uh, listen to some comedians. And uh, so that's her outdoor comedy at 7. On Saturday, she's going to be at Jitters and Titters. It's an outdoor comedy festival at the New Harmony Cafe at 2 p.m. So you can have a nice brunch over at the New Harmony Cafe at 2 at uh, Jitters and Titters over there. Uh, uh, is the name of the show. And uh, Jitters and Titters Outdoor Comedy at the New Harmony Cafe on uh, uh Saturday the 21st. I guess that's just coming up right up soon at 2 p.m. And uh, the Comedy Edge uh, stand-up on the waterfront. That's going to also be on Saturday. Um, stand-up on the waterfront. I'll have to ask her about that. I wonder if that's over there in uh, Lake Merritt she's been talking about. But anyhow, that's over at 8 p.m. on uh, Saturday as well. And uh, she has uh, another show on November 22nd, which I believe is Sunday, called Barrel of Laughs at Resolute at 2.30 p.m. So, again, good brunch time. Get a mimosa. Get a Bloody Mary. Go out and laugh and, uh, you know, have a good day out there. So, Pam, uh, always a pleasure. And uh, she has her dinner and show at Asientos, usually at uh, on Wednesdays at 7.30 as well, which got a lot of comedians uh, from here and her local troupe. And, uh, you know, it's nice to be able to laugh out there, have some food, be outdoors, and enjoy a uh, libation as well so uh thank you pam uh from mutiny radio for always uh helping us out here and uh, being the best keeping the ship afloat we are <laughs> so that being said uh let me take another break because i'm just uh, really uh, you know flying by my heels here so yeah okay so let's see if i can get the cd player to work and uh who do we got oh, mystery yeah welcome to mutiny radio
Okay, let's see here. I think I have a call here. Uh, Mr. Gomez, are you on the line? Yes, I'm here. Awesome. Uh, hey, this is Alex. Uh, you're here on Racers Alley over here in uh, San Francisco, California, uh, at Mutiny Radio Radio Station. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you, Alex. How are you doing? Doing great. Uh, I heard uh, that the uh, Kane Road races were just this last weekend. Yeah, it happens uh, last Sunday, on November the 15th. And uh, for my listeners out there, because they're from all over, uh, we have listeners in Europe and here in the U.S. and uh, there in South America as well. Uh, where exactly were the road races uh, located in, uh, in uh, Kane? Okay, the Kane road race that happened at the, at the, in the Sinaloa State South Park, at uh, the north of Mazatlan, the, the, uh, one of the top big destinations in Mexico. It's uh, about... Uh, 150 kilometers up to the Sierra. It's a. Uh, and, and the so race takes place right, right up on the Sierra Madre, 74 kilometers, which are about 46 miles. And in that, in that um, distance, there are 538 corridors. So it's, uh, it's, it's the most amazing and dangerous uh, road race of the world. And uh, this year we have the fifth edition. Oh, yeah, I read, I, I think it was the third year here. And uh, Mr. Gomez, yeah, I'm having a little trouble hearing you. A lot of times we get the long-distance call. So if you can speak directly into the phone, uh, we'll see if we can get to clear it up a little. But um, can, can you repeat again how long the road race was? The road race is 74 kilometers, which is about 46 miles. Wow. And in that distance, it's 538 cars. That's incredible. Yeah, I was able to see, uh, you know, some video of it here and there. But, uh, you know, it looks like a wonderful course. And uh, it looks like you had uh, quite a few entries. Yeah, we have 86 uh, pilots, participant pilots. And uh, they, they, they rode in uh, 600 to 70, I mean, 600 to one, two, six, zero cylinders, uh, motorcycles in three different categories of uh, uh, amateurs, rookies, and, and experts. And uh, they, we had a new record on the race. Uh, Rigo Salazar, which was in the plane. The plane made an amazing time of 37 minutes, 50 seconds. So that guy, we call it the loco, the crazy. <laughs> I saw that because uh, I mean it seemed like the regular times out there around the you know 45 46 minutes and uh, I did see uh, the top guy yeah. out there was uh, around 37 minutes yeah 37 minutes the record before it was uh, uh, it, it was made by an Argentinian guy his name is David, David Paredes he made 47 minutes and 20 and 23 seconds that happened uh, two years ago. Wow. And last year, last year won the, 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 the Colombian guy, Rigo Salazar, the flight. El avión between the flight. And last year, it, 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 we have a raining day. Even so, he fell down. Stand up, get the bike, and finish, finish the, the, the race without the seat. He was sitting right on the <laughs> side. I mean, that guy is kind of crazy. A true racer. 
Wow, that's that's yeah. that's amazing. Um, yeah, uh, David Paredes, um, Argentinian, um, Wade Boyd, uh, he's a co-host here, he's, um, and myself. Uh, we raced with him over at the aisle a couple of times, and also um, he invited us to uh, Argentina, and uh, we raced over there with him over in Ocopina. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward. Uh, he says he's going to go next year, so I'm looking forward to us all being together again and having a great time. <laughs> but, uh, well, hopefully you can manage it, but we'll be, uh, we'll be really honored to have you here. And, uh, well, David Paredes is going to have a tough time next year because seven guys broke his record. Well, that's uh, that's okay. It just gives us something to do, you know. And uh, I think this is great. I think uh, the more and more that race goes on, it's going to catch on. It's a great length. And from what I can see as far as the pictures, it's very, very challenging. But it's that's what road racing is, mountainous roads, uh, very, uh, you know, uh, tight turns, wide open turns, mm -hmm. all, all that good stuff. And, you know, from what I saw, it, it looks like uh, it had good grip you know, at, at certain points, uh, you know, it's a little wet, but you always encounter that when you road race. So it has a little bit of everything, and uh, I just think it looks beautiful out there uh, uh, as yeah. far as everything. Well, safety, safety is what we most care about. It. I mean, of course, this is acting thing that always happens. Two guys fell down, one step up, and things the road. The other guy is okay. And... Uh, as I told you, this is the fifth edition, but the most important thing up in the Sierra is there is a lot of, a lot of small communities, a lot of small towns that they, they, they come to the world, I mean, uh, like a five minutes from the world, and they sell your beefers, tamales, tacos, and coffee, and atole, and all those things. And uh, this year, besides that, 10,000, around 10,500 people were in the world, I mean, the, the race alive. People uh, start positioning from, from, the, from what this, uh, the world starts, I mean, the race starts, which is El Palmito, all the way down to Concordia. So in those 74 kilometers, uh, there people all over, all over the, the world, all over the, the highway. And there are, I mean, there are some specific points where people can come and watch the, the, the race. And that's, that's, that is the most exciting thing. We help people to survive and to, to, to feed the families. And a lot of people uh, who come to Mazatlan, they go up to the mountains to, to, to watch the, the race alive. That's awesome. I mean, that's another thing. I mean, it's very, very rare you get to see live road racing. And it's wonderful yeah. that you have the, the towns there that are close because it supports everyone in the community. And it's also nice yeah. to be able to get their, their, their feedback as far as any conditions. And, uh, yeah, I think that's really, really great. It's a sixth year now, uh, that, which is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, each year yeah. it's going to get better and better. And, uh, you know, I like I said, um, we need more road racing. So I think that's especially yeah, – yeah. We definitely need more. This year we have a guy from 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 the U.S. who came to and he won the second place in in a six hundred and ninety cylinder bike. His name is David Anderson. He lives in Spokane, Washington. And David he won Anderson. the second place, and he won, he he promised he's gonna come next year to won the first place. I mean, he comes for the first place, and an Ethiopian, Ethiopian guy also came to to the race. I mean. This is, is, is going up and up and up, and this is only the sixth edition. So for the sixth edition, 
Well, I think, uh, like, uh, you know, like you mentioned, especially now with social media, the more it goes on, the more popular it's going to be. And, uh, you know, uh, getting class riders out there, class racers out there uh, is always neat as well, you know, uh, especially when, uh, you know, they start breaking records and stuff. Uh, it means that the course has a lot of potential, you know. It's just uh, yeah. got to get familiar. The more familiar you are, of course, the faster you get. And, uh, yeah, that's that's uh, I think that's great, especially the safety aspect as far as, you know, people not getting hurt. Uh, that type of thing. It, it means that you have people out there that are responsible, not going over their heads, you know, and uh, generally making the event, you know, a great, pl a great thing to see. Yeah. Well, hopefully you can make it for next year. If you on, on our page, uh, uh, on the front page, if you can please send me your full name and your fellow uh, phone and email, that way we can be in touch and if you post, if you are better, what. Uh, what is going to happen with the with the with the race from next year? And tell you all the all the videos and, and, and pictures that we have for for this year. Well, we'll definitely get in touch, and uh, I, I definitely want you back on the show. Uh, we'll get into this a little bit more because now that uh, some listeners uh, know, know that uh, you know you have firsthand knowledge, um, this will be great to be able to get out there to our listeners. So uh, definitely, I'll, I'll get in touch with you soon, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk again. And uh, you know, again, congratulations on pulling off a great road race. Thank you very much. It'll be my honor to to be with you again, and I'll be once. The, the, the borders are open. I give you my word. Once I renew my visa, I will come with, with the with the chain, with the mayor's chain. Come alive to your show if you let us know. We all do. All right, mate. So I will get back to you. And uh, thank you very much for calling in the Racers Alley. And uh, uh, congratulations on a great road race over there in the Cane. Thank you very much. All right. Take, take care, care, mate. <laughs> right on, right on. All right, so Mr. Pepe Gomez from Kane, and uh, hearing about the road races out there, which was wonderful. Um, yeah, it, sometimes it's a little hard to hear. Uh, i got to work on somehow cleaning that up, especially on our, our phones here. But uh, um, very, very cool to hear, and uh, we'll, get, we'll, ha we'll hear again uh, more about that and uh, again about next year. So, um, yeah, there we go. So um, let me take a little bit of break, um, get my stuff together here. And I think uh, Miss uh, Angela is going to call in about 10, 15 minutes. And uh, we'll listen to what happened on the track days and how it is on a new R6. Yar, yar. Right on, right on. Cheers. Uh, thanks for being listening to Racers Alley here at BD Radio. Yar, yar. <laughs>
Let's see if this phone works. Are you on, Angela? I am. Can you hear me okay? <laughs> I believe I can hear you okay. Right on. All right. Uh, welcome back to Racers Alley here at Meet Any Radio in the heart of the mission. And, uh, yeah, just walked back and phone's ringing and Miss Angela's here on the phone. And uh, Angela's uh, runs with the Curb Unit, uh, folks. And, um, yeah, last time you were here with a few friends, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had several of uh, the Curb Unit members out. Um Basically, we're a, a social organization for women, and we're dedicated to the progress, the growth, the li- livelihood of female motorcycle riders. So, got a nice uh, group that uh, you know we, we do a lot of great things together. We do monthly rides, we uh, participate in fundraisers, um, and just have a a good good group of friends to hang out with and ride. How did you end up uh, meeting those folks? Uh, yeah. N- um, so I got into motorcycle uh, riding a couple years ago and uh, just wanted to find some women to ride with. Uh, you uh-huh. know, motorcycles tend to be 
kind of dominated by, by males, but uh, I wanted to find some other girls to ride with, and so I just went on, you know, a Google search and found Curve Unit and a lot of good uh, good reviews and a lot of people saying they're a great, great group, and so I went out for a monthly ride and met some of the ladies and never looked back. Well, you know, um, there was a time that there weren't a lot of lady groups out there, and Curve Unit, I believe, is one of the, the first. As far as I know, you know, I remember seeing them a, a while back, and uh, mainly from the Valley, you know, not around here in mm -hmm. San Francisco. And uh, from there, you know, uh, you end up getting uh, dames and, and other groups. Um, so it actually, uh, I would say, you know, if I had to guess, I would say now a woman of saturated motorcycle, I would say like a 30%. 70 percent I, I gotta say at least what i see here but uh you know it'd be nice if that was true at least because uh, there's a lot more uh, ladies at the tracks a lot more ladies riding a lot more clubs out there that type of thing so uh i think it's great you know uh so yeah so that's very very cool and uh you've been uh riding for how long now well, i guess it's a, a couple of years now um yeah about a couple of years just well, kind of gotten really into it so your learning curve has accelerated greatly if you've only been riding two years, I got to say. Uh, that's pretty <laughs> cool. Um, and that's another thing, you know, nowadays uh, that can happen. I mean, uh, when I was around younger, it used to be that you had to, uh, you know, uh, you rode your bike, back roads. There weren't track days. Uh, there was AFM and uh, maybe WSMC and then AMA uh, pros. But you really never, ever went on a track unless you wanted to race. And uh, the racing really was kind of a thing that was kind of, Oh, you guys, you, you know, back in the day, I think it was more like, okay, you're crazy, you're fast, but it wasn't a, a, a thing that people thought was attainable, where I think now a lot of folks can, you know, seriously think about racing and, and, and you know, get to it because of, you know, track days and, and things like that. I mean, I, I think now it's just a lot more accessible to be able to, you know, it's really, really cool to have a, a, a track, uh, and I think that's what you're doing a lot now, correct? Yeah, uh, this last season I had a, a season pass with Z2 um, and uh, basically tried to go to every single track day I possibly could. Uh, they're a great uh, track day provider. I think probably the best one to, especially to kind of onboard new track riders uh, to to track days. And um, I, I've worked with some great uh, instructors that kind of taken me under their wing and um, felt like, you know, I have a plan every time I went out there and learned a new skill, and I think I made some pretty good progress over the last the last year, and kind of looking forward to even making greater progress next year. So I, I do plan to get another season pass and just kind of keep up that learning curve. Well, you mentioned that before. Um, Z2 are the folks that, uh, so Z2 are the track day folks that you that you primarily run with? Right, yeah, and th there's a few out there, Carter's, uh, PCT, uh, Z2 is the one I got the season pass with, and, and Curve Unit um, and Z2 have a long-standing relationship, I think, so, um, you know, I I've always just been impressed with the instructors, they really care about the students, they want they want to teach you, uh, they love when, when people come up to them and, and ask them for some help, uh, there's years and years of racing experience and teaching experience, and uh, yeah, so they're a great group. So. Well, that's very, very important to, uh, number one, trust who you're out with. And uh, Z2 Track Days, uh, definitely, let's give them a pitch out, there, out here today. I mean, like you said, there's Carters. There's a, I, you know, I talked to August at Fun Track Days. I really haven't been to any track days in, since 1990. But anyhow, um, 
it's really really cool there's a lot of folks out there so i'm gonna uh, focus this next year as far as the show goes to actually have all these folks who own these track days uh hopefully they can call in and tell us about the program and you know like you're saying angela you know it's nice to have someone you can go talk to and they can give you personalized instruction and uh you trust them especially the more you go out the more they know you as well so you know it, it, it comes kind of a, a you, you kind of have a relationship you know they'll they'll tell us you know if you're getting faster or, you know they get to know you uh, basically and uh, that's nice to have as, as far as uh, being able to tell uh, your you know how you're progressing that type of thing i, I believe but uh, that's very very yeah. cool <laughs> yeah definitely so um you were mentioning earlier um they had a package so basically uh you know um you start in march and you buy a package of six track days something like that or uh, they have a couple different levels of season passes. I, I think there's one they call a, a track junkie pass where you can <laughs> get uh, access to one group per track day, um, and that's the one I got. Uh, I think you can get even greater elevated access. Uh, there's like a like season season pass where I think you get access to two groups every track day. You get some buddy passes. I think you can – uh, I think there's other other privileges you get with it. I'm not 100 percent sure, but um, but yeah, it's uh, they they offer a couple different levels depending on you know what you're interested in. When you say group, do you mean like uh, 400 and 600, or do you mean like um, A group and B group? Yeah, I mean A A B and C. So A being your advanced, B intermediate, and C is your novice school. So um, I mean. From my perspective, doing 20 minutes every hour, that would be, you know, participating in one group is, is plenty, uh, you know, and you're out there for 20 minutes. It's a lot of focus and attention, and frankly, by the end of the day, just doing one group, I'm pretty spent. So uh, if anybody can do two two groups a day, that would be I'd be very impressed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure, because, you know, um, for folks out there who don't run or haven't been on a race bike or, or out on the track, it's, it requires an intense amount of focus compared to being on a street, let's say, for an hour, uh, unless you're really going fast on the street. Um, your track day, it's, it's everything's condensed. All of a sudden, your your awareness are heightened. It's a whole different experience. It's a wonderful experience, especially the fact that you got turn workers out there and you got folks out there watching your back. But uh, yeah, twenty minutes doesn't sound like much, but it really it really does, doesn't it? <laughs> which it is, it's which a is lot. Cool. Yeah, it's a different kind of concentration. I mean, obviously, when you're riding on the street, you're you know aware of cars and people walking out in front of you and dogs and whatnot. Uh, so it's it's a different kind of awareness, whereas on the track, you don't have to worry about that so much. It's, you know, uh, there's people obviously managing the control of the track. You know, the track is clean. They're looking out for any, any issues that could pop up. You're typically riding with people at a very similar level as you. Um, and there's rules, right? There's rules that are, are, are followed, you know, like six-foot passing rules and, uh, you know, no passing on the inside if you're in the novice school, right? So it's it's a, it's a much more controlled environment, which I think, you know, allows you to really test your bike, you know, see how fast you can go, you know, get better at, at, at you know, going into the corners faster over time. Uh, you know, and you, you get to build those skills without worrying about some car, you know, coming out in front of you. Exactly. And so. uh, like you said, um, building the skills, I mean, that's, that's what gets you faster in the end. I mean, uh, everyone starts out slow and uh, from there, I mean, it's, it's like an instrument. Uh, the more you practice, the better you get. And uh, that being said, um, boy, oh, boy, I think your last 
uh, ride was uh, a track bike was a, a Yamaha R3, correct? Uh, yeah, that was actually my first bike that I had, and it was my bike on the track as well. Okay, and then in between, since then, you you bought a street bike, which would be the MT-09? Yeah, yeah, I bought a MT-09 a few months ago uh, because I wanted to turn the R3 into a track bike primarily uh, and then have something a little more comfortable, a little more powerful for the street. Excuse me, had to cough there. But anyways, boy, you know, um, number one, uh, that's a, it's a, it's a pretty big change. Uh, and I imagine um, the power made things easier. You know, as far as that uh, 09, yeah. it, it definitely gets up and goes. Uh, yeah. And uh, as far as uh, it was probably a significant significant change on the street. Yeah, it, it definitely was a shift. Um, you know, starting out riding on a 300, I would recommend for pretty much anybody who's starting out. Um, I, it gives you that chance of, you know, to, to learn the bike and, you know, less room for, for air and, you know, it doesn't go as fast. So it's, it's definitely a great beginner bike and a great track bike as well to learn on. Um, but yeah, the, the, the difference between the 300 and the, the MT-09, which is about 850 cc's, it's, it was a big jump. So did it take some getting used to? Absolutely. But, uh, I love it. <laughs> it's a, it's a great bike. Well, once you get used to horsepower, you get used to, you know, maneuvering, uh, yeah, it can never really, really go down uh, in, a, in a certain <laughs> sense. But uh, interestingly enough, the bike I want to buy right now is an FCR 400, which is something I always loved. But um, yeah, horsepower is, is a wonderful thing to have. And um, that being said, let's go to the third bike. Uh, word on the street is now you're on an R6. I am. Uh, part of that was not, not by choice. Uh, I did get into a crash uh, kind of a weird situation on the track early in September. And so the R3 is uh, not rideable at the moment. In the state uh, of disrepair? To... Sorry? In a state of disrepair? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what I call it. I did it. get it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. I did we... get it. Uh -huh. We mentioned this on the show a while back. Um, uh, Angela and Wade had a similar experience on two different types of Yamahas, his being an R1 and uh, you're on your R3, where, uh, interestingly enough, the, uh, I guess what you call, what, uh, the anti-lock brake system decided to not work and have a massive brake failure? Yeah, you know, I, I think that's kind of where I landed in terms of what caused it. But, um, I mean, the story was, was, I was out at Sonoma Raceway. I had my R3. I rode the first four sessions, no problem. Bike was working great. Um, had a nice break at lunchtime, went out for the first session after lunch. It wasn't a particularly hot day or anything. Um, but anyway, I did about three and a half laps on the track. And then coming down the back straight into turn nine, uh, I grabbed the brakes and run the braking point And uh, I... I didn't get anything. It, it, it was almost like I could squeeze as hard as I could, and there was no resistance. It was definitely a no-fuck um, uh, moment, uh, imagine. It was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been there, and uh, Jesus, <laughs> you saw Jesus as he waved as you went by him. Um, yeah, there's nothing more terrifying than, uh, well, i got to say, really, than being on fire. There's nothing more terrifying than your brakes going out when you expect them to be on. And, uh, you know, I'm very, very happy that you're all right. And, uh you know, it makes a huge difference, uh, the fact that uh, immediately you want to go out again, as well as, uh, 
you know, you got a nice R6. Yeah. Um, it is interesting because, uh, you know, after the crash happened and, you know, I'm still like uh, a little bit injured, but mo mostly, mostly okay. Uh, you know, people had told me that, you know, getting back out there, I'd be kind of scared. Uh, there'd be some fear, which I understood um, would be a possibility. But the interesting thing is, is that I just, you know, I didn't really have any fear getting back out on the street or the track um, in the last couple of weeks. And I do have to say with the R6, you know, obviously it has a ton more power than the R3, but it feels a lot more stable, I would say. It's kind of a weird maybe way to describe it, but I feel like there's more there. Um, and uh, it feels more secure and definitely the brakes, I feel, are very responsive. So um, I'm, I'm glad I did end up getting the R6. I think it's going to be it's going to be a good experience as I go into the track season next next year well i mean uh that's a thing um once you have the best of the best it's hard to have anything else so you might want to think about your street bike and just sell it now while it's worth you know anyhow that being said i've had a r6 i raced one over in um 2010 it was brand new at the time uh over in argentina and um this was the first time i was on a fly-by-wire bike but I think my worries were more that uh, I didn't get my bike until the day before race day. I had no practice. They cut off my exhaust. And, um, yeah, when I got my bike, my brakes were a little soft. So uh, once I resolved that situation, I was able to go out on the course uh, first couple of times with Wade and then uh, to race. And um, I never had a problem with that bike. I was just so, so impressed, uh, especially that, well, I, I must have been overwhelmed because I didn't – that that – I didn't even think about the fly-by-wire, which I always been prejudiced against. But you know, all that's electronic and such. And uh, yeah, the thing works seamlessly. Uh, the tires were great. The bike gripped. I actually won in the production race. Uh, it rained in the next race. But uh, yeah, it was a it was a hell of a weekend. But th that particular bike, uh, I think now you'd probably have the third generation from there. Um, is considered the best of the best. I mean, uh, it's a, a surgical scalpel. Uh, it's basically a, a 252 stroke. It's a four stroke, uh, which is a, a GP bike tur terminology. Um, so um, one thing that's always nice to know is no matter what, the bike will do whatever you want it to do. And once you yeah. know that, <laughs> you know, if you have to just throw it in and look where you go and go, it'll do it you know it's it's just uh, it's one of the most wonderful motorcycles in the world and uh unfortunately i don't know angela if you read that they're discontinuing that bike uh as of next year so you won't no, no longer be able to buy a street <laughs> r6 uh however they're still uh making them for race bikes which is very very interesting actually but, uh, yeah yeah well <laughs> I'm, I'm glad they're still making it for for racing i mean after riding the r6 last weekend i don't have any intention of <laughs> bringing that on the street at this point. I don't really feel like it's a good street bike, but um, it isn't. But um, um, yeah, <laughs> it's not. It uh, is meant for the track 150. percent Like it is. Or mine's uh, rotor. Yeah, or actually finding <laughs> a road in the middle of nowhere. But uh, that being yeah. said, that's why I want an FCR 400. It'll keep me under 140. You know, and it's still as <laughs> nimble. I have reasons for my madness. But uh, so what were your impressions as far as uh, getting out there the first time on that bike? Uh, uh, yeah, I would lo I'd love to hear. Uh, how did you feel about it? <laughs> you know, was the power yeah. all of a sudden? Did it go? It's like, 
like holy shit and uh, all that good stuff yeah yeah i mean um so i was lucky enough to buy the r6 it's a 27 r 2017 r6 um from one of my uh, instructors at d2 his name's alan cunningham he's actually a uh isle of man tt i think four-time racer so he's he knows the stuff. He and set he, it up. Yeah. <laughs> he set it up real nice. So, you know, uh, it's got GP shifts. It's got auto blip. He flashed it. It's got some new rear sets. I mean, so, you know, it's, it's meant for the track. Uh, you know, going out there, he said, you, you got to get used to the power. So, you know, first thing on the straightaways, you know, open it up and really, you know, pin it and, and feel what that feels like so that, you know, it doesn't surprise you because you don't want it to surprise you when you're going into the corners. So if I get used to that speed at first on the straightaways, and so that's kind of what I focused on day one. And I was just kind of sh shocked, I guess, to some degree on how much power it had and also how fast everything was just coming at me. Like the first two sessions out there, my brain could not keep up with what I was seeing. <laughs> that's um, awesome. And obviously, you know, racing is very much a visual visual kind of sport. But, uh, yeah, I was I was – just trying to get used to that at first. Um, but I'd say throughout the weekend, it got a little bit better and I felt much better going into the corners faster. Like I felt like the power was more manageable. Like I was used to it a little bit more. So, uh, well, yeah. I, and it was interesting too, cause I had to learn how to shift completely different than, you know, I was used to doing. So that was also a challenge at first, uh, well, know, going up and gear shifting down, <laughs> Weird. Well, you had a you had a pretty full plate ahead of you, Angela. I mean, if you think about it, let's just say you had ten things. You know, you had, for each finger, you had something you dealt with. And you know, uh, first of all, you know, injury, making sure you're good with that. You know, and then getting out there, making sure your body could do it. And then, you know, you got the little things like getting on a bike for the first time that you'd never been on. And then the second thing, how's it gonna break? How's it gonna accelerate? You know, how's it gonna? There's a lot of how's it gonna. You know, and you can't yeah. expect to do everything in the first time, you know, and general rules is, you know, if you're going to learn something, you take it one turn at a time as far as tracks go. But, uh, you know, uh, that's a thing. I mean, you did great. You had a lot of fun and you had a whole lot of stuff thrown at you all at once. But in the end, you <laughs> must have smiled. You know, I mean, nothing like horsepower. And uh, again, uh, later in the night, you were dreaming what to get what you're going to do next to be better and uh you know that type of thing i'm sure i'm sure you're uh, chomping at the bit to get back out there and uh you know give it more gas <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah 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 for sure i mean it's definitely a weekend full of smiles and uh it was great because we also you know it's time with the curve unit girls and also the disturbed riders which they're another group um as of central valley it's a group of guys that are really fast and they're just the sweetest sweetest guys are kind of like brothers to curve unit and um uh they they are you know a great a great group of guys to hang out with so you know that it was nice to just the camaraderie and uh you know everyone kind of getting out there and getting a little bit faster so it's fun well that's what wade always says you know alex i could be always in the hotel whenever i go to a track but uh you know <laughs> to me it's mosquitoes but whatever but uh 
he always talks about that. You know, it's about the camaraderie, what happens after the race between Saturday and Sunday or Friday and Saturday. And, you know, you're all in the pits and you're all, you know, bench racing and all, you know, how you're going to do better the next day, all that good stuff. And, you know, that that's part of, you know, being being in a, in a, in a course or, you know, in a sport like ours. Um, there's a lot of good, you know, no one's there to have a bad time. You know, and everyone's yeah. there to help each other out, you know, and, uh, you know, that's that's the greatest thing. I mean, uh, even if something I've been there where, you know, something's broke, everyone's there helping to fix it. You know, they just want you to go out and race and stuff. So, you know, that's wonderful. You know, a wonderful thing about motorcycling. I'm sure it's the same thing with the car boys. But, um, yeah, it's it's a great time. And uh, that's really, really cool. You know, I got a San Angela and an R6. I, I read about that bike and, you know, I don't want many things, but, you know, I kind of want that bike. Uh, it's really bitching, you know, uh, the new R1, you know, R E R, you know, it's what it is, but the, uh, that R6 is really, really cool. So, um, uh, yeah, just, uh, go out there and have more and more fun. I think that'll be great. You know, and, yeah, and, uh, no, I'm yeah, and, uh, definitely looking forward to it next year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess, uh, that's, that's the, another question. I guess, uh, everything's off to what January, February or, uh, no track days. Yeah. For a while, I don't. Huh? I don't think the schedule's been released for next year yet, uh, unless I missed something. But I think usually around March, April is when it starts up again uh, and goes through about mid-November. Yeah, so. I just uh, earlier had the AFM track days out. They're starting in March again, so uh, I'm going to shoot for that. Uh, it'd be nice to go race in Mexico in February for the uh, you know International Hill Climb in San Pedro de Matir or the uh, Baja International Tourist Cup. Um, that would be nice to do in February. We're keeping our fingers crossed. It's, it, it all has to do with this COVID and stuff. But uh, at least we know locally the track days are out there and it can race again as far as AFM and, and such. So, um, yeah, uh, fingers crossed on all that good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, uh, what bike are you going to bring out there if you go in February? Uh, right now I have a 99R1 and a ZX636 that does nothing but overheat on me. But, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, they're both in their state of, you know, uh, they need a little things, but uh, like you were mentioned earlier, you know, having the, your trust, uh, the 99 is what I own. I ran it. It's it's pretty, it's 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 something that's uh, tried and true for me, so I would trust it in uh, most of those places. I've, uh, I've played with getting a new R1. Um, I'm not sold on it. Like I said, the saw over on Craigslist, an FCR 400 for way too much mm -hmm. money. You know, I'd love to have that bike more than an R1. So, <laughs> you know, it just depends <laughs> what you want to do, really. Um, yeah, so um, we'll see what happens uh, in, in the future. Uh, but uh, I, I basically see a 99R1 in my future. And as far as the 600 goes, um, I'll decide what I – it's not really in a, any classes that I can really race. I, I can do the road racing in, in, in uh, Baja and uh, – and over in Kane as well, that would be a, a good bike to use. But um, as far as AFM, I don't see a place for me with the 600. Uh, 400's the hottest class out there right now. Uh, boy, oh boy. Uh, what they're doing uh, with these bikes and at the Isle of Man, the 400's and the um, ER6's or something, the, the parallel twins, the, the 600's, that they now have subclasses out there right now that are these other bikes, which is incredible what they're doing with the ER6N and, uh, you know, the, the Yamaha and stuff. Um, they're, you know, they're, they're the offshoot of the R6, and they're racing the shit out of them. Uh, they're, they're spending a lot of money, actually. So uh, it's kind of weird how that's happening, and they all of a sudden stop making the R6. Yeah. So they might yeah. be trying to push 
the 400 and the 650, you know, which is actually a more logical class for a lot of people uh, in a sense. So, yeah, very, very weird things happening out there. But, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I'm just rambling. I think uh <laughs> show's going to be gone soon. Uh, we're, we're tired. Um, yeah. So, anyhow, uh, anything else to say? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I really appreciate you, you having me back on the show and, uh, you know, love, uh, love to come back with my curvy unit sisters and, uh, you know, chat about track days and, uh, as well as, you know, we do have our monthly ride, uh, uh, on a monthly basis, usually the second Sunday of every month, we'll host a ride and, you know, we're curvy unit is basically based out of all of northern california we have members in the north bay we have folks in the central valley we have girls in the city here okay, yeah so, um, everywhere. so we're kind of all over the place yeah uh and nice. so we we have these rides you know in different parts of the northern california um so there's there's a ride for everybody um and we'll start up again in january um with a with our first monthly ride next year and uh we're looking forward to having more and more girls out there. So, um, and guys as well. We do open rides, so um, <laughs> yeah, we allow the boys to join us <laughs> every now and then. They gotta, they gotta pay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. And uh, yeah, uh, uh, again, uh, you're always welcome. All you ladies are welcome on the show. Um, I guess right now, you know, due to COVID and stuff, probably not doing any in-studio stuff for a hair. But uh, yeah, as soon as everything clears up, hopefully for a good next year. Definitely, you've, you've been to the studio, so you're always welcome. And uh, you're always welcome to call in as well. Let us know what's going on, all your track-based stuff. If you have any info, you know, please spread it, you know. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, you know, tell all your friends, support your local shops, that good stuff, because uh, we all need your help right now in these tight times. <laughs> and Absolutely. Thank you very much for calling in, Angela. Yeah, thanks, Alex. It was an honor. Thank you so much. All right. Be safe, buddy. All right, you too. Cheers. Bye. Right on, right on. And that was really, really cool. Uh, Angela called back. Uh, she runs with, uh, you know, the Curve Unit ladies. Uh, did some track days and got, uh, uh, well, she started from R3 to uh, 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 track days and then uh, got a MT-09, I think. Nice bike. And uh, now R6 on the track, which is wonderful, wonderful, and overcame a good hurt. And uh, anyways, Z2 is the track day she's going to. And uh like I said, um, I want to get all these books, folks together over the holiday, get all their contact numbers and have them call me next year. And uh, let's go over all their track days and uh, let's get a schedule out there. You know, I want to be a main hub for all this information. And uh, not only, uh, you know, uh, track days for motorcycles, but, uh, you know, uh, road bikes, as well as, you know, the dirt bike boys and, uh, you know, the flat track boys. I want I want to do a little bit more of having, like, um, I guess you would call a cycle news uh, a segment where I can get out there and get all the information for all the clubs uh, and, uh, every week. And that way folks will be able to tune in and know what's going on on District 34 or whatever with the dirt bikes going up and downhill or whatever in circles. You know, so that would be pretty cool. Yar. Anyhow, uh, boy, let's see. I guess I'm uh, going to take another little break. Uh, Thank you for being here at uh, Races Alley at Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. And uh, had a couple of nice phone calls and uh, got a lot of nice information. And uh, I'm still here rolling, rocking and rolling, I guess. Who are we listening to? I guess it'll be Santana. So, yeah. Uh, cheers. <laughs>
yar yar wow you know santana how much boy i forgot how much i love that guy yar seen him in concert here in the city uh more than once new year's eve show many 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 years ago but uh carlos santana always a mission wonderful regular uh boy anyhow let's get back to business here uh thanks for being here at racers alley here in the heart of the mission and meet me radio uh it was very very nice uh so far uh yeah nice evening uh we had uh well angela collin with the you know uh the curve unit ladies uh talk about uh let me get my notes here jesus christ <laughs> guess you're getting a little too old alex but anyways so yeah angela called in uh she called uh, about uh you know, running the new R6, uh, coming from an R3, getting a little bit hurt, but uh, Z2 uh, track days. Uh, that's the main thing here, and uh, so uh, we'll uh, hope to get a hold of them boys and uh, talk about track days, because uh, lately I have a big interest in getting all this information together about track day folk and uh, what they're up to, whether it be dirt, uh, street, uh, circle track, and motocross, all that good stuff, so go from there, you know, yeah. So anyhow, uh, that being said, had a good show. Uh, Display and low, really. Uh, nothing too uh, crazy. Uh, we had uh, Mr. Gomez calling from Kane. Uh, the road racing happened this weekend. That was great. Um, as far as road racing goes, it's a very, very difficult thing uh, to put on. It's a very, very hard thing to race. Uh, everyone involved is uh, involved in a very, very special event. Let's say very, very one more time. So, that being said, it's wonderful that now, uh, you know, over in Mexico, we're having road racing proper. Uh, Argentina, uh, David did that over there. Uh, we had that. Uh, we went over to Copina uh, and uh, had a great, great run up there. Uh, Love that area uh, now. Uh, well, you know, our, our pal uh, Pepe, like he said, uh, over in Kane, uh, they're doing that, I guess, uh, this time of the year. Uh, this will be the sixth I guess the sixth year they've done it. So uh, let's just uh, think around mid-November for that. Uh, I plan on going next year. Uh, it's, uh, I think he said like a 54, 55-mile race uh, through the mountains over there in the Sinaloa uh, territory in the mountains. And uh, if you look at the course, it looks wonderful. Uh, very treacherous, very mountainous, very beautiful. Uh, the uh, tarmac looked great, actually. So uh, it was very, very... Uh, uh, cool to hear and um, thank you very very much for calling in i got your email i shall get back to you soon and uh, we'll talk about that so um, cool cool for the cane road races uh that you know uh, that say that being said um road racing uh right now i guess a lot of racing stopping uh you got the dirt bike boys going out there i'll try and get more information being racers alley i should start covering everything uh yeah i guess i should really but anyhow uh that being said uh February, uh, the Baja International Tourist Cup is going on along with the San Pedro Martir uh, hill climb. Uh, that uh, hill climb was actually put off due to the COVID, uh, which would have happened around my birthday on October 2nd and 3rd, but uh, now they've moved it to February. Uh, what's happening now, uh, the uh, San Pedro Martir hill climb is actually going to happen over in the Baja area uh, between February 10th and 11th. So be there early. Uh, Make sure you got your reservations. Make sure you pay for everything. Hopefully, this all will be gone with the COVID thing and all the mass shit. But uh, the San Pedro Martir Hill Climb will be going on on February 10th and 11th. 
and uh, make sure uh, to read the instructions. Uh, you mean the get the <laughs> get the manual, uh, get all that good stuff, and uh, make sure uh, everything's going cool that way. Uh, so what's happening? Racing tenth and eleventh, twelfth is going to be a Friday rest day because um, originally this was going to happen October. Now it's going to happen the same time, same uh, area as the Baja International Tourist Cup, which is really, really cool if you're coming from Europe and that type of thing because you're actually able to uh, go race in two wonderful places. Uh, if you're going to be in this continent, fucking sending your bike, miles will make the best of it, right? You know, I know what it costs to send bikes everywhere. But uh, anyhow, that being said, you are. Uh, I'll have a bike for rent, anyone calling. But uh, what happens is we're going to have 12th Friday of rest, and then uh, Saturday the 13th and Sunday the 14th, the races are going to be going on for the Baja International Tourist Cup. Um, there are going to be people from all over the world coming for that one. Really, really cool race. It's actually uh, looks like a very, very nice tarmac, very nice run. Uh, it's going to be the first year on that one. Uh, the San Pedro de Martir, I think it's going to be the fourth year uh, as far as that goes. So uh, it's really, really cool that uh, road racing is coming down south. Uh, I loved, uh, like I said, when David was in Argentina, I love that area. Best stakes, best people. You are, you are. And I still all you know, know all you all on Facebook. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that being said, um, I guess uh, I gave everyone else a bump and push and... Ah, well, thank you for being here at Meet Any Radio, Heart of the Mission at Racers Alley. Uh, yeah, I was alone today, so it, uh, yeah, try and fill up space for two hours, fellas. Come on now. I don't even have a hand puppet to talk to. Maybe I should get that next time. Yeah, have a imaginary friend or take mushrooms. Hmm. Oh, all right. Well, all right. Listen to some Tana, so some some Tana, and uh, welcome to Racers Alley and uh, Meet Any Radio. Cheers. <laughs>
of tunes here uh so we're gonna we're gonna uh, get into it 20 minutes you've been waiting in line for 20 minutes um you know there's uh, such thing as there's a thing called curling and i know paolo and uh, uh, all of his peas peas uh, scattered around his entire um his entire uh phone book is like little peas little hit piece um but this uh broadcast sucks so far so 20 minutes in we're gonna uh, get a bit tactical here kung pao socom three kevin mercado the guy matthew sowers green beret uh dylan carroll uh days of socom so you know if you guys want to play uh, if you guys want to play SOCOM, you know, my, uh, you use yours every, every time now. Uh, SOCOM is, oh, want to talk about SOCOM, man? That's what we should talk about. Uh, and then I'll, we're bouncing Jazzy Bouncer, uh, until 445 here at the Wednesday Wave. And, uh. Okay, so Jazzy Bouncer here um, until 4.45. Uh, so, so again, you know, I'm not black, but I love my black character. I like black people in general. Uh, but in honor of the passing of yeah, George I think Floyd I from Minneapolis. Still want to listen to some Santana. So, you know, pour one out for my, uh, for my bruh. We're not going to say the N-word once on this podcast in honor of Black Sparrow and the death of George Floyd. Um, so, yeah, Matt, what's up? What's going on, Matt? Yeah. We're both bouncers at an underground club. Just pretend. Uh, what yeah. Every afternoon, you know, it's been twice as lucky the the first days we get along, you know. I mean, I've been on relentless to relentless runs, and, you know, it just seems what's the smarter image, you know. And, I, you know. 
All right, let's see if this works. Spell. 